0: Hello and welcome to the Two Fit Podcast. My name is Brandon Walker.
1: I'm Sarah Hollyhead.
0: And You're here for our very first episode. We're glad you're here. Sarah, you just got back from the gym. How was it? It was great. Anything unusual going on at the gym?
1: No, well, same old thing, same old people.
0: Do you like Saturday? What's the, what's the best day of the week to go to the gym?
1: Friday evening probably nobody is there.
0: Yeah, we like to go on the weekends more than any other time because there's nobody there. We go Sarah usually goes twice a day. She usually goes does cardio in the morning and weights in the evening. I usually go once a day. Mondays are the worst though. Uh those of you that are listening, if you go to the gym once a week, don't go on Monday. <laughs> go some other time so that there'll be a little bit more room on Monday. Uh, so you didn't see anything interesting? No uh Nothing like we saw that one time a few weeks ago. We saw uh, a young lady in the gym lifting weights, wearing high heels.
1: Nope, none of that today.
0: <laughs> and it was kind of an odd sight. Obviously, most people don't lift weights wearing high heels. And for I what
1: never it, saw her lifting weights. I'm. You must have been watching that. <laughs>
0: I wasn't re- watching very closely. She was lifting weights. Right. She did throw around a few dumbbells. But then I think we discovered later on that she was... Uh, up in the dancing area dancing with her heels on which, which is appropriate which led us to believe she was some sort of a professional uh dancer perhaps of the exotic breed of dancing <laughs> anyway so let's move on uh <laughs> i have a delicious beverage here brought to me by sarah and it is uh new gatorade what what is the exact name of this gatorade do you remember
1: Cucumber lime, I think.
0: It's cucumber lime, which doesn't really sound that good, but it really is good. I don't think it was. It's meant for the Anglo-American type population. It was written. It was in Spanish, right? The name was in Spanish. I don't think so. I thought it was. Well, either way, I'm not sure it's going to catch on. I'm not even sure
1: it. what cucumber in Spanish is. <laughs>
0: I want to go get it out of the refrigerator because I'm pretty sure it was in Spanish. But it it's cucumber and lemon lime. You wouldn't think that'd be that good, but it is. Um, so this week, this has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about this week, but that's okay. We're going to talk about the difference between aerobic and anaerobic exercise and what that means to you, uh, the listener. And since this is our first episode, I guess I should probably, uh, explain a little bit about what we're going to be doing on the podcast. The whole idea of this show is to present ideas uh, regarding health and fitness and wellness for the average person. Uh, so, not for the professional athlete or the elite athlete, but just for the normal person who 's trying to get uh, get in better shape, lose some weight, gain some weight, uh, and just improve their overall health and wellness so we 're going to be taking a topic each week and spending a little time on it, and then uh, kind of talking about what 's going on in the world of fitness and health, and uh hopefully in the near future getting some questions from our audience and answering questions for you so this week i 'll start off with a question for Sarah and Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you two profiles of two individuals, and I want you to tell me which one you think is in better shape based on the profile. Okay. First individual is a guy named Brandon McKinney, who is the defensive tackle for the Baltimore Ravens. He also has the distinction of being the heaviest guy in the NFL. He weighs 360 pounds. Actually, he's tied for that with one other guy who weighs exactly that. So uh, he's six foot two, weighs 360 pounds. Uh, defensive tackle, and he bench presses a little over 500 pounds, and he could run a 40-yard dash in a little over five seconds, which is pretty good for a lineman. Uh, so let's ta- have him as contestant number one. Contestant number two is a guy named Gebre Gamariam. I'm pretty sure I'm butchering his name. Uh, he's from Ethiopia. He's 143 pounds. Uh, five foot eight inches, and his distinction is that he won this year's New York Marathon and he ran the race in two hours, eight minutes, and 14 seconds. So, the question of the day is between Brandon McKinney, who weighs 360 pounds but bench presses 500 pounds, versus Gebre Gomerian, kind of a skinny guy, 143, 5'8, but he's in uh, good enough shape to finish the, the New York marathon in a little over 2 hours which of these two guys would you say is in better sh- physical shape
1: They're in different types of shape What do you mean So well depending on what their sport is and what their their need is for their uh, their different uh, basically what their body needs to do that's the type of shape they're in so
0: so would you say that both of them would be in above average or excellent physical shape just by general standards like if you took each one of these guys to a doctor and had the doctor examine them and said are you in are you in good shape are you in bad shape are you in average shape would you say that both of these guys are in better than average shape right yeah I'd, i'd obviously agree with that i mean although Brandon McKinney's not going to be able to run the marathon. That I know it. He might be. He might well be able to, but that's not his specialty. His specialty is running short distances and running into people and knocking people down. That's his job.
1: And your marathon runner is not going to be able to lift 500 pounds.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's probably yeah. If he weighs 143 and 5'8, if he could live,
1: that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's just not what he does. You've seen the, the the types of bodies NFL linemen have. They're they're very bulky. They're meant to be heavy because they're supposed to be like a wall that 's the idea is they 're supposed to be moving either moving forward, uh, creating space for the the running back or if they 're on the defensive side, breaking through the line, so these guys mm-hmm. don 't move long distances they 're not running up and down the field for long distances right at, so
1: they 're in the shape for what they need to be yeah doing.
0: so they 're in good shape, so this leads us to this discussion of exercise and what type of exercise is appropriate for you, um, and so we 're going to talk about the difference between aerobic versus anaerobic exercise so what is aerobic exercise? There's a lot of different definitions of it, uh, but I go ahead and just say uh, aerobic exercise is a type of exercise that lasts at least 90 seconds. That's kind of a good rule of thumb, is that something that you're engaged in for at least 90 seconds, uh, that your, your heart rate is increased, but it's not in, uh, at the, your max heart rate. It's not anywhere near your max heart rate. It should be around 50% of your max heart rate, Uh, You're able to do it continuously for at least 90 seconds, and some would say you should be able to do it almost indefinitely. Uh, So so if you're doing some kind of what we consider cardio activities or aerobic activities, you should be able to do it for a while. Um, Some might also say that it's comparatively low intensity uh, as opposed to anaerobic, which is a little bit more high intensity, sometimes a lot more. There's some benefits to aerobic activity, and they are increased cardiovascular function. That means it strengthens your heart, it strengthens your lungs. Uh, It does decrease your body fat, and this is the most popular notion about aerobic activity, and it always has been, the idea that if you want to lose weight, you need to be doing cardio, you need to be doing aerobic activities uh, for a long period of time, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour a day. Now, recently, there's been some discoveries in, in fitness, and they've discovered that there are also some negatives to aerobic activity. So if you're just doing aerobic exercise, chances are you're, you are decreasing your body fat, but you're also decreasing your muscle mass, you're decreasing your muscle strength, your power, and your speed, which is why somebody like Brandon McKinney probably doesn't run 10 miles a day. He spends most of his time uh, in the gym lifting heavy weights, out on the field doing short sprints, short uh, drills, and he's not out running you know, the New York Marathon like this, uh, this guy Gebre is. So the word aerobic literally means with oxygen. And from a physiological point of view, the idea is that your body is using oxygen to produce energy. So your cells and your muscles are taking in oxygen, so you're breathing, and it's created an equilibrium where the amount of oxygen you're taking in is appropriate to the amount of exertion your body's putting out, and everybody's happy. So what is the difference, Sarah, between aerobic exercise versus anaerobic? So if aerobic means with oxygen, what does anaerobic mean?
1: So now on the flip side anaerobic is without oxygen. So we're looking at high intensity exercise that would last typically less than two minutes. Um, most of the time, if you're doing it that high of an intensity level, you can't physically do it longer than that. I mean, you're basically all out, you know, giving it everything you got. And so you need time to kind of recover and, um, you know, it's not, e- you're not even able to do it that long, uh, as opposed to aerobic type, uh, intensity levels. So yeah, you know, we we're talking about using aerobic, uh, uses oxygen, so anaerobic. You're using uh, glycogen, which is carbs, and uh, byproduct of that is uh, the lactic acid. So that's where you start feeling pain. And when you actually can't do it any longer, and start your muscles start feeling pain from that lactic acid. But as you do more, you know, talking about um, some of the benefits of things, uh, as you start doing more, anaerobic type sprints, things like that, your body is able to you know, basically cleanse out this lactic acid better so your, your threshold becomes a little higher as you do more. So,
0: so th- would, would it be safe to say that aerobic activity typically doesn't hurt? It's pretty comfortable to do. Whereas anaerobic activity, the reason people don't like it is because it hurts. It hurts to to do pull ups. It hurts to do, to go and, and do a bench press. For you got
1: to feel that burn.
0: Yeah, you know, eventually you learn to kind of like that. But to a new uh, somebody who's new to fitness, and new to exercising, this could be really daunting. And I've had this uh, situation. I'm a personal trainer, and I deal with a lot of clients, and a lot of clients are kind of turned off by the idea of having to lift weights or or do uh, anaerobic activity because it literally does hurt. Your body produces Uh, Well, lactic acid is a byproduct of the, of of, uh, what's happening in your cells. So in aerobic activity, your body is using the oxygen and it's equalized. So your body's using the oxygen to produce um, the energy. But what happens in anaerobic activity is your body's not taking in enough oxygen. We don't, we can't breathe in fast enough. Mm -hmm. Um, So your body uses carbohydrates to create that energy. Now, both uh, anaerobic and aerobic activities burn fat. So that's, that's pretty good. And we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, Something I read by a trainer, he said that uh, anaerobic activity requires an aerobic foundation. So if you're going to go jump in the weight room and you haven't been in the weight room in years, or maybe never, I'd recommend that you do a a little bit of aerobic activity for about a week to kind of prepare just to get your body used to breathing heavy um, so that you have that aerobic foundation to begin the anaerobic. Let's do this. I'm going to give Sarah five different exercises, and she's going to tell me if they're aerobic, anaerobic, or possibly both. So let's start with one that's pretty simple. How about uh, push-ups?
1: I would say anaerobic.
0: Why would you say anaerobic?
1: Um, typically, you're doing it for a short amount of time, and it takes a lot of energy to to do a, a true push-up, chest to the floor. All the way. to be cheating. So anaerobic I would say on that
0: definitely yeah you're not this, this is not something you're going to be doing for an hour doing push-ups straight for an hour I, I I don't even know what the world record is but I'm sure it's it's in the low hundreds maybe maybe a couple hundred uh, how about number two which would be playing soccer and I'm going to I'm going to qualify that by saying playing soccer in an actual game and then you're not the goalie either
1: <laughs> right well tendency to be more anaerobic but I would argue that there is some aerobic in there as well. I mean, a lot of sprinting would be the anaerobic, anaerobic side of it, but uh, if you're kind of jogging in, in between, there's a little bit of aerobic as well. So,
0: But if the the idea of aerobic activity means that it, it needs to be taking place continuously for over 90 seconds, I don't know. I'd say soccer is probably not as aerobic as it is anaerobic just because of the fact that you're never running for more than a few seconds at a time. I mean, it only takes...
1: Well, I would agree with that but is there that much stopping where you're just you full out sprint and then just stop? I'm not a soccer player obviously I don't have the coordination so right. <laughs> I don't, that's why I'm a runner just a, a marathon half marathon runners cuz doesn't require a whole lot of coordination.
0: Well you bring up a good point and that's the idea that that there there's some crossover. And for different people you know some things could be anaerobic whereas for another person it might be aerobic. If you're a beginner and you go in and and you try to do 20 push-ups you may be completely you know you may be in an aerobic mode doing that you may be out of breath doing that um and in that case it might be considered aerobic well soccer that's kind of one of those there may be a little bit of, of overlap there as well
1: but we'll uh, agree that it's mainly mainly anaerobic. mainly anaerobic okay, definitely we're at so, least in agreement on that part of it
0: all right how about how about number three which would be uh, swimming laps not, not competitively. We're just going to say you go to the pool at the gym and you're just swimming laps. You swim a hundred laps, however many you want to do.
1: Okay. Aerobic
0: then. Aerobic. Right. So you, cause you're doing it continuously. Okay. Uh, you're keeping it going for more than 90 seconds. You're not uh, hitting the, the top of your, your max heart rate. Your heart rate is about in the, in the 50% range. All right. That's, that's a pretty easy one. How about number four, which would be spin class. Now spin class I've never been to one, uh, from what I understand, from watching through the windows. <laughs> what goes on is you have a bunch of stationary bikes. and For some reason, they turn the lights down low. Have you ever... Why do they... I don't know why they do that. I think
1: it helps you concentrate. Oh, okay. Kind of, You get in the zone and you just focus on... You know, getting the best workout you can, not a lot of distractions.
0: And and, and so you have an instructor that's telling you speed up, slow down, and, and you're basically on a bike for an hour or so, right?
1: Right. But you're doing intervals sometimes they'll do, okay, now you know, put it at seventy percent of your max, put it at eighty percent and then you kinda ramp up and then go back down. So there's some interval training in the spin class.
0: So would you so you're gonna say that swimming laps is, is both as well, that it's anaerobic, anaerobic at the same time?
1: You mean spin class?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what we're, we're talking about, spin class. What did I say?
1: You said swimming laps.
0: <laughs> oh, so I'm, I'm looking at my notes. All right, yeah, number four. So, yeah, spin class would be mostly aerobic or anaerobic?
1: Mostly aerobic, but I would say there are some anaerobic aspects to it. it. You you do some sprints, and then you do you have some recovery time, so that portion of it would be anaerobic.
0: Okay, so kind of the opposite of soccer in, in terms of soccer. You're, it's mostly anaerobic with some aerobic elements. Spin class, mostly aerobic with some anaerobic elements. Right. I would All right, now, now here, number five is our most controversial one of all because we go, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of this. Sarah doesn't like it so much. How about yoga?
1: And that's false that I don't like yoga. I just don't believe <laughs> I'm very good at it. Um, oh,
0: I've never heard that uh, that admission before.
1: You won't hear it very often. <laughs> <laughs> um Let's see yoga. I say that it's aerobic.
0: Okay, I, explain that because I because.
1: Well, my whole the theory behind that is that I mean you've got obviously you're trying to breathe nice deep breaths, keep you know things flowing, and it's usually for at least thirty minutes, if not more. It's so overall, the the whole so to me that's. It's just basically the definition of aerobic activity.
0: Here's why I would say it has, I, I would say it has more anaerobic elements is because I do yoga class a lot. And the hardest part for me in the class is holding positions for long periods of time. And when I say long periods of time, thirty seconds, a minute, 90 seconds. Uh, but rarely over 90 seconds. I mean, we're not, we're not holding a pose for 30 minutes. You're holding it for a short period of time and then you switch to another pose. So in that moment, if I'm doing what's called a chaturanga, which is kind of a, a hovering push-up position, and I'm holding that position for 30 seconds, a minute at most, uh, my muscles are burning. I'm feeling that, that lactic acid and that's, what's hard about it. Now, granted I am working on my breathing, but there's never really a time in yoga class that I'm quote, out of breath, like I would be in a spin class. So I don't know. Uh, we've done some research on this and I think it, it, it's probably 50, 50. Some people say aerobic, some people say anaerobic, some people say neither, uh, that it's a whole different kind of exercise. So that's a good one.
1: Either way, it's good for you.
0: Either way, it's good for you. And we will probably do a whole episode on yoga at some point, but, uh, let me ask you this. So if I was to ask an, a person, how do I know if I'm, or how do I, how do you know if you're doing aerobic or anaerobic exercise? Um, I was trying to think of a real simple answer for that. And I kind of came to it as I was at the gym a couple of days ago and I'm watching people upstairs and in our gym, it's like downstairs are all the weights upstairs are all the machines, the bikes and the treadmills. Um, and it always bothered me when I, when I saw somebody on the phone while they're on the treadmill, I want to go up to them and go, y- you're not doing yourself any good, but I guess technically they are. I mean, because they're in an aerobic mode. So what I like to say is if you could talk on the phone while you're doing the exercise, then it's aerobic. If you can't talk, then it's probably anaerobic. For instance, if you are you can't talk on the phone while you're doing push-ups, uh, probably not very easily at least. I mean, I guess you probably could technically, but um, the idea, remember, is with anaerobic is you're out of breath. Your body is not taking in enough oxygen so that your body starts to use uh, other chemicals for that energy. So, by the way, you shouldn't be talking on the phone at the gym anyway. It's annoying and rude and Right? Don't you think?
1: Well, I have my headphones on, so I can't hear people anyway. So it really doesn't bother me. I mean, I figure if you're multitasking, you want to go ahead and talk on the phone. I just feel bad for the other person on the other line when you're breathing heavy if you start to. Yeah. But I, I don't see.
0: I don't know. I don't we know probably should have a whole me.
1: episode on gym etiquette. Yeah, though, definitely. Apparently different things bother you than bother me. And Maybe
0: that's what it is. It's just an etiquette thing. It just bugs me when I'm trying to work out and I hear some person just jabbering away on their phone. It's almost like, I don't know, maybe it's my sacred space and they're <laughs> invading my sacred space with their talking. I don't know. So
1: turn your headphones up a little bit. Yeah. Though. I don't know.
0: Sometimes I, uh, you yeah. yeah, maybe it's just etiquette. Who knows? Um, now what's the, Which one is better, aerobic or anaerobic? That's that's a simple question. Which one is better for the average person? What would you say?
1: Well, for the average person, I mean, if you've been working out for a while, we've already kind of talked about that a little bit. I wouldn't want, if if I was just starting out in a fitness program, I wouldn't want to run in there and start doing sprints. I mean, I think that's a recipe for getting hurt. But I think you need a combination of both for the average Person, it dep- You know, if you're training for a marathon, obviously you're going to want to do more long distance, you know, uh, long, slow distance type workouts and vary with the. You will still want to do sprints, you still want to do speed work and things like that. But um, so if you're training for something specific, then we need to take that into consideration. If not, then I would say a mix of both um, is a good. And also something that um, I've noticed is if I have a really good high intensity interval workout one day, I need the next day c- to kind of do a more aerobic type workout just to recover because, um, you know, my muscles are tired. I'm a little bit sore. I mean, so I think you need that aerobic aspect to use as a recovery sometimes. So that's
0: great. And, and we'll go in, we'll talk about that interval training in just a moment, but some people just want to know how can I lose more weight? You know, I'd say the majority of our listeners are people that are really just trying to lose some weight, tighten up a little bit. Uh, some maybe lo- we all? lose a lot of weight. Um, <laughs> Oh
1: wait, not you. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> well, I'm,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm in trying, I'm trying to gain weight right now, but you know, for the, for the average person who's trying to lose weight, the question is what should I be doing aerobic or anaerobic? Um, and the common wisdom up until the last couple of years would say you just need to be doing as much aerobic activity as possible. Uh, that's the common wisdom. Get on the, get on the treadmill, get on the bike. But lately they found that uh, although aerobic activity does burn more uh, fat in the time that you're doing it, uh, what happens is anaerobic activity creates something that we call the afterburn. And that's the idea that your body is, is uh, your metabolism is boosted by anaerobic activity and you actually will burn calories for long periods after you finish working out up to 24 hours. So let's say you go and run on the treadmill for an hour. Your body will continue to burn calories and fat for about 30 minutes after that. So not, not a whole, not a real long time, but if you go and you lift weights steady for an hour, your body will actually begin to, to metabolize uh, and create energy by burning calories and fat for up to 24 hours later. So you get this, this really intense afterburn um, while you're, when while you're asleep, really, even when you're not exercising. So the, kind of the, the long and short of it is we we recommend that, that you have a bit of both in your life. And I like what Sarah just said, the idea that maybe on one day do aerobic and anaerobic, the next day just go back to aerobic so that you have time for your, your muscles to recover or mm-hmm. switch to a different type of anaerobic the next day. And that's kind of a... Uh,
1: I mean, if you're doing it right and you're doing the high-intensity interval training, if you're doing that at the right level... You shouldn't be able to do that every day. I mean, you just would be wiped out. Sure. So, I mean, I think that's a good way of looking at it. Like, you know, I need a recovery day. Then I'm doing it right. <laughs> so,
0: let's talk about this idea of uh, high intensity interval training. What, and, and they, sometimes they call it HIIT uh, or HIT training. And this is the idea of of combining aerobic and anaerobic in the same workout. And there's there's some really interesting studies that have happened in the last uh, couple of years regarding this, this high-intensity interval training. What interval means is you alternate back and forth between low-intensity and high-intensity work. A good example would be, let's say you, you get on a treadmill. And here's, here's an example of a high-intensity workout. You get on the treadmill. You start running three, three to five minutes just to warm up, just kind of an easy jog. Then for one full minute... You take it up as high and as fast as you can go, literally close to 90, 95% of your max heart rate, which we'll talk about maybe on another episode, how you figure out what your max heart rate is. But you know, it's as high as you could go, the fastest you could go for one full minute. Then you slow down and you go back to a jog for a minute. Light jog, pretty easy. And you do this 10 cycles. So let's say you're talking about 25 minutes total. So if if you can go to the gym, you don't have much time. You want to get the maximum you can out of it jump on the treadmill, three to five minutes Warm up, one minute high intensity, followed by one minute low intensity and alternate. Do that 10 times. So you're talking about 25 minutes and you do this three days a week. So that's a total of about 75 minutes total work for a week. Well, they've done some studies and what they found was just doing that workout that I just mentioned has the same effect of doing five hours of moderate aerobic exercise in a week. So let's say for five days a week, you go to a step class every day for five days or you do a spin class or you go jogging every day for an hour for five days the amount of uh, the result that you're going to see from that would be the same as if you did one of these high intensity workouts now it's a lot harder for me I, i'd say to do these these short workouts where you're doing this high intensity i mean if you have never run as fast as you can run to do it for a minute is really tough but if you're looking for getting getting good effects in a short period of time i think that it's, it's a good idea So back to those two guys, who's in better shape, Brandon McKinney or the Ethiopian uh, distance runner. Depends on how you look at it. I'd say they're both in equally good shape for their particular sport. Uh, Now, sir, I know you've got a kind of a a story about this in in your own life regarding your training for, uh, you know, you, you used to run or you've run marathons before, right?
1: Well, I've run one marathon, but several well, half-marathons. You, you, yeah. get, you,
0: you get the sticker on your car, right? yeah. <laughs> the 26.2 sticker.
1: But that was a 2003. So, um, But I feel like now I'm in much better shape than I was even when I ran that, that full marathon. But could I run 26 miles now? I could. It would be painful. I haven't been training for it. But um, overall, I feel like I'm in better shape because I've mixed the aerobic and the anaerobic Lifting weights, doing intervals, also doing some long runs. So um, I think all of that together, you know, body shape, physical, how much I can do, lifting weights and running. I think everything has improved, even though I've gotten a little bit older.
0: (laughs) Well, you, you get got better with age, right? Yeah. That's always you better nice. Better say that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, so uh, let's go ahead and we'll use that to wrap up this week's topic of anaerobic versus uh, aerobic activities. And if you have any any questions, you can email us at 2fit, the letter or the number 2 FIT at com. You can email us there if you've got any questions about this topic uh, or if you want to bring up some topics for next week. And uh let's uh let's hit some news real quick. We're going to hit a couple of news stories. Uh, real quick before we wrap up, Sarah, do you have a story this week?
1: Yeah, switching over to more of a nutritional uh topic earlier this week, McDonald's said they were gonna uh bring out their new happy meal, their new improved happy meal. I guess they want to say healthier, A happier meal, meal? <laughs> yeah, well, healthier. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they, but it still has the toy, so don't worry, oh, you still Thank have goodness. the toy in it, but uh. They're going to add apple slices and then reduce the size, the portion size of the french fries. So um, I did read some stuff about uh, how some critics think that they should instead of limiting the fries, they should take out the option to have um, a soda, you know because that's basically just empty calories, just sugar water. So um, right now, I think the thing is it's you know it w- if you don't specify it's gonna come with a soda. So most parents or some parents apparently are not switching over to milk or whatever the healthier option would be. So um, that's something on from McDonald's supposed to come out in the fall. Um,
0: so do they I, I just I have questions because I'm curious because my niece loves McDonald's. Uh, do the apples have the peel on them? That's a hugely important issue for my niece. No, She's I seventh. don't
1: know that. I don't know. Hopefully, it does because that's got the nutrients. Well, she won't eat
0: them if they have the the Can peel on them. Can she not
1: just eat the inside part and leave the peel?
0: Yeah, yeah, she really just has a thing about it. She won't <laughs> do that. And, and well,
1: I'm like that with kiwi. I don't like the outside of for, the kiwi. Yeah, I don't think you
0: could. You're not. Are you supposed to eat the outside of a kiwi? I
1: just don't. I don't know. I don't like it though. I don't
0: think. I don't. I don't think you like it because I don't think you're supposed to eat that <laughs> part. It's like eating the outside of a peanut or something or a banana, right? Um, well so they don't come with the caramel sauce anymore with the, the Well it's
1: you can add it I mean you'd have to order that separately but it's not going to come with it automatically which okay, I so think is good because then you know you have to make a conscious decision to order the extra sauce which is more calories and more
0: sugar so So how many ca- how many fries does it come with now? <laughs>
1: it's a 100, 100 calorie portion So two size?
0: two fries, three maybe? I'm
1: sure it's 5. 5. <laughs> 5 total probably. <laughs>
0: All right, well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, tell a friend about the show. Uh, send us an email if you want. Again, it's fit at fitwithbe.com. Friend us on Facebook. We're at com slash fitwithbee, and uh, we'll see you next week.